Hey everyone, and welcome to Late to the Show. This is a podcast where we watch shows and movies we should have seen a long time ago. And today, I'm joined by two special podcast friends. I'm here with Nick and Emily Potts from the Pod Cafe. How are you guys doing? Great. How's it going? We're great. Great. Hey. Do you want to tell us a little bit about your podcast before we get started? Yeah. um, Of course we do. Sure. (laughs) Our podcast (laughs) has been a few different things. Um, It's always changing, but originally it's called the Pod Cafe, first of all. Um, And it originally started out as a sort of review podcast where we would review other podcasts. Mm -hmm. Um, so we did that for a while and then changed the format of that, um, and kept doing it, but it ended up getting a little stale. It was kind of the same thing every time. Um, I don't know. It got a little boring. So we have pretty recently switched into a different little format, which is we usually start each podcast with a topic or a question or something and we type it into Google and then we just kind of fall into a google black hole and see where it takes us see where the (laughs) related searches go just see where we end up by the end of the podcast so it usually gets pretty interesting at some point i like that we're basically just one big tangent (laughs) hey michael oh my god sorry i'm sorry Oh, olivia's here this is so embarrassing um but don't worry you know we have guests today i know hi guests hi so (laughs) rude we love your all show um you guys have a really good dynamic I wanted to, you know, get started with a compliment. That's very kind of you. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, and I think maybe, well, we noticed that you guys drink coffee on your podcast, so we decided to get some coffee today. Phenomenal. And Are you going to say where we got it? Oh, yeah. I went to my office today, and I just kind of used the, the Keurig. And right on. <laughs> yeah. took their coffee. That happens a lot. <laughs> it happens a lot to us, too, yeah. <laughs> Olivia, what are you drinking? Um, I'm drinking, what was it called? Some sort of, it's some sort of Starbucks, like, K-cup situation. Um, Verona? Verona, Cafe Verona? Yeah, Verona. Um, it's okay. Yeah, mine it's is... It's about what I expected. <laughs> mine is also all right. It's just Newman's own Yeah, decaf. and yours is decaf, because coffee makes him insane. Really? Um, <laughs> As we unfortunately found out this week. <laughs> yeah, he was, he was drinking, like, he was eating nothing all day, but then drinking, like, four or five cups of coffee, <laughs> and he would just be completely unhinged. Just... <laughs> it wasn't a good time. No. Is that a typical practice um, for you? Are you a normal coffee drinker? Well, um, a lot of people were out of the office this week, so I was near the Keurig machine. So I was like, hmm, I've never really used this before. Maybe I should try some. And then I kind of overindulged in it, and it was a mistake. (laughs) (laughs) Nick, are you drinking coffee today? Always. Um, What kind of coffee are you drinking? Yeah, I'm actually trying out some of the pour-over stuff you sent me. um, Woohoo! I love a (laughs) pour-over. Yeah, I've been I've been trying um, both of the different ones you sent, but today I'm using the one. Um, it's really cool. It's this little package, and you open it up, and then there's this tiny little bag, like filter bag in there, and um, you it's got like clips, and you pull it apart, and it clips on your mug, and then you just dump the hot, pour the hot water into the little bag, and then it's like a little pour over drip coffee. It's fancy. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. good. I, uh, I've been liking it a lot. My big issue was, um, pouring the water 
in there because I didn't I don't have like Emily's got this little heater jug thing that heats the water up. I literally have to boil my water on the stove and then mm. pour it in the coffee and pouring it into this little bag from the pot is really hard to do without making a mess. <laughs> so <laughs> What I've been doing... You should get like a ladle and scoop it in. I don't know if that's any better, but this this was my solution. I have like this little Starbucks travel mug um, with a top to it. So I pour the hot water into the mug, put the cap on it. So it's just got that little hole it comes out of. And then I pour the water from there into my coffee. <laughs> wow, there are so many steps <laughs> There's to a lot your of coffee. Steps. It's, a, it's a process. <laughs> yeah, you gotta, it makes it worth it. It's about the journey, not the end result. <laughs> Uh, I'm sadly just drinking a K-cup today. My day has been dedicated to laundry, so mm. I didn't have mm. time for fun coffee. Right. <laughs> it's all right. What um, flavor of K-cup <laughs> is it? <laughs> um, it's actually one of my favorite ones. Um, it's at Trader Joe's. It's called... Um, hmm, let me figure this out. I'm going to try and guess. Um, it's like electric some, electric buzz. Oh, I like, I, like it would, yeah, I like the way that sounds. It would be really bad for you, Michael, because it has an insane <laughs> amount of caffeine. <laughs> it's like seriously the strongest K-cup I've ever had, but it is so good. You know what? I might try yeah, that. I <laughs> it's just such a curse being so naturally energetic and gifted and cool. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I wanted to tell you guys why I'm excited for us to be here, because... This is like technically one year since Nick and I started podcasting. Oh, really? is it exactly? Yeah. Wow. So, Happy birthday. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I, didn't even I know. only know that because Twitter Twitter wished me a happy birthday the other day. So wow. I I think it's it's fitting that we're here. Wow. That's so special. That's pretty mm-hmm. that is awesome. I'm glad it worked out that way. Yeah. Are you gonna have like a special episode or anything? Some kind of celebration? I guess we have to. I think you have to. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know Sounds like birthday. yes is the answer. Yeah, those are the rules. <laughs> um, well, speaking of it being one year and then celebrating, uh, they did that in the movie we watched today, which was um, Snowpiercer. They did. Nice. <laughs> Thank you. Um, you guys picked out this movie for us. Mm-hmm. Has had nobody seen it, really. it before? No, I hadn't I seen, had it, not no. seen it. Okay, I cheated. Yeah. I had seen it before, but it was a number of years ago. That's okay. Yeah, that's okay. That's good, actually. It's out. It's actually better. Yeah. <laughs> you know what you're talking about a little more than we do. Well, I don't know about yeah, that, but I was a little it. familiar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a movie that I'd always kind of heard about ever since it came out. It kind of felt like a cult classic to me, but um, I just never got around to seeing it. And unfortunately, they recently took it off Netflix, I think, so I had to resort to a little um dirty work <laughs> to um steal this movie but, uh, i rented it so it i think it cancels out yeah like there's no crime here i rented it too and then gave it to nick to rewatch. so Wait, we did yeah, the same thing on her give it to me to rewatch. Well, i just watched it like earlier <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> it's all right um so I guess, what are our overall thoughts on this movie? What do we think about it? Good. <laughs> Good. I only I have one I have one glaring thought, but I feel mm-hmm. like I can't say it. 
How do you guys do deal with spoilers on this show? Oh, we just say oh, everything. We spoil it. Yeah, go ahead. I we have one have so serious. I have one serious <laughs> thought, and it is, what? Why did they all die at the end? Like, what a waste of a movie! I just watched this whole movie, and then everybody dies. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah, I kind of felt that too. They try to do this little thing of giving you hope because they see a polar bear at the end, which means you know life right. can still go on. Right. But they're not gonna survive. There's no, no way. No, that polar bear's no gonna way. eat them, them like 10 instantly. Days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how the movie continues. <laughs> so the whole time I'm watching it, I'm like, oh, this is kind of interesting. This is cool, and they all die at the end, and I'm like, that was the dumbest movie I've ever seen. <laughs> Yeah, I was really rooting for all of them, too. Yeah. And they just kind of yanked yeah. it away from mm-hmm. you. But I do kind of like the idea that maybe the train was just too evil to keep on surviving, you know? Maybe yeah, it's just time it to pull the plug. It was a bad time. It was a very not good situation. Yeah. I watched a little video yeah. um, where the director, his intent was that the two kids, who the only two kids who survive, are supposed mm-hmm. to procreate and, you know, revitalize the human race and repopulate it um which may be if that polar bear doesn't eat them but then also like (laughs) let's say they're the only two left alive on the earth they have kids who are kids gonna have kids with that is an excellent question oh yeah Yeah. that's just wrong (laughs) but like where are they gonna find food where are they gonna there's just a lot of snow i think was the main problem Mm -hmm. a lot Um, of snow too much of it yeah a little too much yeah and i feel like the train crash destroyed everything so it's not like they really could have salvaged much from the actual train either right right. yeah other than that though i really liked it yeah yeah it was a good time i really enjoyed it literally until they all died though (laughs) (laughs) i don't know i mean it looked cool when the train crashed that was all right it just made me sad the whole time i was trying to think about like where I would be on the train. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I was like, well, so I used to live in Minnesota. And I feel like if the train left from Minnesota, I would do a little better. But now, because I live in San Francisco and like the poverty line is $117,000 in oh your income. God. I wouldn't do so well if the train left from San Francisco. (laughs) (laughs) So you'd be at the back. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'd be eating the bug squares. Oh, yeah. I wanted to talk about those. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) Disgusting. That was awful. So bad. I thought I had gotten a spoiler for this movie, and it was that all their food was made out of little babies, which, I mean, they do kind of come back to that, but I was glad that. The little bars weren't made out of babies. No, just cockroaches. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What's the difference in my opinion? No. (laughs) I agree. I am on board with that statement. (laughs) Man. (laughs) Yeah, it's like you never want to know what you're eating. Ever. At least I don't. No, ever. I just learned what uh, spam was yesterday. Oh, don't tell me. I've never had spam. Wait, no, it's you nothing gross. Me. I think it's just... Actually, I still don't know. I've already forgotten. <laughs> um, I had Spam once. I've never had it. I ate the whole can just like on a plate. It's like a paste kind of, maybe? Um, I think it was a brick. A big brick of meat. Oh. That's <laughs> okay. how I remember it. So it's it. like ham, but like pastier, right? Some kind of ham brick. Yeah. Oh, okay. 
You've sold me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in. Yes. It's like, I think, I think spam is made in Minnesota, so I know some things about it. Oh, let's Ooh, hear it. Uh, here we go. <laughs> Top 10 spam facts. <laughs> I think it's actually like ham mixed with salt and water. Um, <laughs> but I think it's like, I think it's like pork shoulder. So oh, okay. I don't know if how you feel about that, but there's That's a, a lot of like salt neutral. water and starch to like make it stay preserved. I like okay. my food to last forever. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> well, speaking of eating meat, uh, there is a point where they uh, bring up cannibalism. And oh, yeah. eating children and babies and things like that. I can't believe he said that. <laughs> I mean, uh, I can, I guess. It just, it just, it just like, I kind of laughed when it happened. It didn't, did you really? Yeah, it didn't seem like sad enough. I think that I was. I didn't seem, it didn't seem fitting to me. That was like one of my favorite scenes. Really? The, yeah, I like that. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I think I under, understand where you're coming from. Like, the scene for sure is is heavy. Right, and you could totally see it happening mm-hmm. if they're just forgotten, they have no food, and they might have to resort to that. It was, I think, it's the phrasing that's a little humorous. Like, <laughs> like I don't yeah, know, maybe taking it a little natural. too far. Like, okay, you know what the worst thing is? I know what humans taste like. That, I, that's cool. I could get behind <laughs> that. That's heavy. But then he kept going. Like, and I know that babies taste the best. <laughs> yeah. oh, I right. <laughs> I was okay with everything after that, like how everyone was offering up arms and yeah. stuff. That part was pretty good. And cool. I liked how his like best friend was the baby he was trying to eat. Oh, yeah. yeah. That blew my mind. That was crazy. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, there were a lot gross. of twists. Mm-hmm. The whole movie is basically what you're seeing right now. Uh-uh. It's not really how it is. Right. Yeah. You know, like the food is made of bugs and... <laughs> The best friends are made of the mentor is really working with the villain and <laughs> right, oh, right, yeah. And then the guy at the front of the train is the one sending the notes. Right. Yeah, yeah, crazy. Yeah, this was a very creative movie. Like I'm used yeah. to actions and sci-fi movies being kind of like a cookie cutter sort of thing, but this just kind of took everything and turned it on its head, and it was really unique. Yeah, you never really knew what was going to happen. That was super neat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's an ode to the director, because um, I think he's pretty known for that. He's South Korean, and he's the guy who made the movie The Host, um, which I don't actually think I've seen, but I've heard so many good things about, and I think it was similar, a lot of plot twists and, and red herrings and stuff. So I think that's just kind of his thing. I know that like Korea is big in cinema, but I don't think I've ever seen like a Korean film before this. Yeah, I don't think so either. Yeah, I can't say. I, I think have. the thing that freaked me out was like, we talk a lot about climate change right now. Oh, yeah. In real life. And I was just like, could that happen? I don't want to live on a train. <laughs> <laughs> I think the lesson of this movie is that we shouldn't fight climate change or we're going to freeze the whole world. <laughs> yeah, don't try to change right. it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But then, like, at, at one point, I was, like, when they talk about how it looks like it's getting warmer, like, outside of the train, I was like, yeah, okay, so you guys should stop the train now, like, where you're at, and, like, go do life things again. Like, why didn't they do that? Why Why are we staying on the train? 
Yeah, they didn't seem into the idea of leaving the train at all. But also, I wouldn't be into that idea either. It's so much sucks. work. You don't want to be on the train, though. But if you're one of the rich people, you want to be on the train. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> it's kind of like um, at the front. It's like Wally. I see this big spaceship landing on the destroyed Earth, and they're like, "We're gonna start life again." It's like, no, I'm staying on the ship. They got like donuts. <laughs> yeah. Also, it was it was kind of a hunch, right? The the uh, um, Eskimo guy, shoot, yeah, the, uh, Inuit, yeah. Was, he was basing his whole theory off of the fact that there's less snow around that plane than there used to be, which maybe it melted. Yeah, but maybe Wait. there's wind. I don't know. I don't. Oh, were there subtitles for that part? Yes. Damn it. Yes. Okay, I didn't get any subtitles on my pirated really? stream. Yeah. Oh, oh bummer. So Damn it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> There were a lot of subtitles, I feel like. he's talking for like. a long time, isn't he? <laughs> so when he was talking to, like, Chris Evans, you had no idea what he was saying? No. Oh, that's I crazy. A lot of plot points are revealed. <laughs> yeah, that's I feel like you missed some major points. Oh, uh, this is awful. See, you should have let me watch your rewatch your you video. You still can. I still have it rented. That happened when I watched The Godfather 2 also. You know, that's another series I've never seen before, is The Godfather series. Uh, we did the yeah, first one. we did one, the first one on the show. And it was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. probably super good. It but it's also up? three hours long, it's like so each long. of the movies. Yeah. It kind of holds up. I think the second one is better. Yeah, I haven't and seen the second one. You really have to like take three hours out of your day to watch them. Mm. Yeah, it's a chore to watch, sure. but I think it's worth it to say you've seen them, you know. Yeah, I guess. I guess so. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's high on my list, but... So, um, definitely one of my highest points here was that scene where uh, um, it was the gunfight between the guy who's like the assassin guy and Chris Evans where the train is like circling in a spiral and they're like shooting oh, yeah. from window to window. I just thought cinematically that was really cool. And it really showed like how big that, how long that train is, and yeah. um, realistically probably impossible <laughs> to yeah. get that bullet through that window. But it was still cinematically yeah. really cool. That's something I like about the train is it's just like such a huge piece of this. I mean, of course it is, but it also has like its own history associated with yeah. it, and it's like people have never gone from one end to the other end it's just like almost like a mythical kind of thing right, you know right yeah um the scene where they're like uh in the, the classroom yeah was yeah. just crazy to me that was <laughs> so weird that teacher i'm terrified of her um because then they brought in the guns oh that was so hell good, right yes. in the big basket of eggs yeah that was awesome that was amazing yeah it was yeah i think that scene just creeped me out she yeah. was just so like the song they were singing. Mm -hmm. I was just like, "Oh, this this cult, stop this!" It is like a cult because like they call the man at the front of the train. They call him like their god almost, like yeah. the divine train, the right, prophetic Wilford. He sucks. Wilford. <laughs> he sucks. <laughs> he sucks. <laughs> yeah, I thought he was all right. Oh, well, I mean, he did a good job acting. Because we like him. We do like him. Have you guys seen the Truman Show? Of course. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. We we love him in the Truman Show, and we also love him in this. Yeah, he's great. Mm. 
I feel like he was like so mythical for so long, though. You only see him like at the end. Yeah. Pro- I think probably it was on purpose, right? He's the prophet. He he knew that the world was going to freeze over, and that's why he built this train. So mm-hmm. it just like it does make him kind of a mythical being. Yeah. It's kind of like the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. Nice connection. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, I liked all the cars on the train. I was really into that, like all the different kinds. Mm-hmm. Um, every time there was a car, I would write it down. <laughs> <laughs> there was uh, the garden car, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, there was the aquarium car. And there was like the the dining <laughs> car. <laughs> I can keep going. They were eating yeah, sushi. Yeah, let's go through all the cars. Uh, classroom car. Nightclub car. Nightclub. Yellow gassy car. I think that was the sauna car. <laughs> oh, yeah, the sauna, the sauna car. car. Okay. And then I kind of stopped, but it was like just the front after that. Oh, and there was like the bridge room. Yeah, yeah, uh, the engines and yeah, the, and then the engine. big pistons and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, which was all not as exciting as like an aquarium. Right. <laughs> um, the cockroach room, cockroach food, uh, room. Oh, the water yeah. room. The water room. Oh right, that was like their goal to get to the water. Yeah, room yeah. A bit. And it's right in the middle of the train. Yeah. Because they love balance. In they this do. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of liked the nightclub scene. I was like, yeah. I mean, if you're gonna live on a train and probably die, you should probably just party till the end. <laughs> yeah. Honestly. Well. Yeah. They look like they're having a good time. And they have those little rocks that they smell that gets them high. Yeah. Love yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> See, but since you didn't have subtitles, I don't know if you know what the Eskimos really wanted that for. <laughs> they wanted it to get high, right? <laughs> That's what I got. No. <laughs> no. This is so funny. <laughs> Damn. I mean, you might okay, be able what to because, okay, do you remember near the end, they took all of that mm-hmm. stuff they were getting high off of and they put it into like one big block and then put it on the door? Yeah. So that's that was that's why because it's flammable. The whole thing is like that substance gets you high, but it's also flammable. So he was just not getting high off of it. He was collecting it to make a bomb out of it. And he oh, was that was blow his the door purpose open. the whole time. Yeah, for it? yeah, yeah. Okay. He was I thought he just improvised time. that. No, nah, okay. that was a long game. Mm-hmm. I like that better than. Yeah. <laughs> I thought he was just like I gotta sniff something. Hurry, yeah, <laughs> the whole time. Here's what I was I'm struggling with right now, and maybe I'm just forgetting. But I, I feel like they didn't revisit this, but at one point, Chris Evans, Curtis, his name is Curtis in the movie, um, is talking to the mm-hmm. girl, the 17-year-old girl, and he's like, are you clairvoyant? Because you always know what's going on on the other side of these gates. And yeah, yeah. she was just like, what's clairvoyance? And then I think they dropped it, and it never came up again. So <laughs> my question is, is she clairvoyant? And if the answer is yes, why is she clairvoyant? Because I don't think it added to the story at all after that. <laughs> Unfortunately, I think she is clairvoyant. Because yeah. there are a couple of scenes a where bummer. she's like, oh, don't open the door. There's right. a bunch of guys in there. Yeah. And like, um, she has that connection with the one guy who um, almost kills her dad at the end. That guy in the suit. Oh, right. He was scary. He was scary. He's he unstoppable. Like James Spader. No, he doesn't. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he does not. <laughs> Um, I don't really know what like the purpose of the clairvoyance so. was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we'll just assume that she is clairvoyant, I guess. Um, <laughs> I guess this is also a superhero movie. Yeah. Let's just put all the <laughs> put it into every genre we can. <laughs> <laughs> 
technically a political satire. That's true. It is for sure. Yeah, I kept looking at it. And I was like, "Am I looking in a mirror right now? This is just like the real world." One hundred percent about class structure and societal issues for sure. It's getting me real uh, pissed off. With the government and everything. Because <laughs> I'm Chris Evans. Yeah, you are. And you can be one of the cockroaches. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh. Oh. Uh, we did talk about this. What did we talk about? Because they uh, do the thing where it's like, oh, that part went extinct forever ago. Oh, I thought chickens went extinct like five years ago. Yeah. That kind of thing. They don't know a thing. Mm-hmm. And then they pull out the guns and they're like, that's not all that you thought that was extinct but wasn't. Yeah. That and, was, and the teacher started have, shooting. Mm-hmm, that, yeah, was, yeah. that was so scary. Yeah. I forgot we talked about that. The, the one really bald guy. Yeah, um, the he's, French guy. I like him. He's very cool. Yeah, he was super cool. Like, very creepy. He was super creepy. I did love the characters. Even the villainous characters were very unique and very, like, I don't know, big? <laughs> it's not the right word, yeah. but, like, <laughs> they were fun. <laughs> they had big personalities. Yeah, yeah. like Tilda, mm-hmm. um, whatever her character's name was. She was great. There's the woman in the yellow pantsuit. Yeah. Um, she was like the engineer's secretary. She's, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know she was scary. But she got to live in the first car. Yeah. So she's doing well. Right, right. Can somebody remind me why they were they were putting messages in the food? Was that just so Wilford could talk to uh, what's his face in the back? Shoot, what's his guy's name? Gilliam. 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 Is, was that well, the reason? They said that they. They said that they talked on the phone all the time. That's right. He so had a maybe phone back there. Yeah. yeah. I think it might have been Wilfred's way of grooming Chris Evans to try to take over the train, maybe. Like, maybe, oh, this there's something up there, some kind of ally. We need to have a revolution and get you up yeah, there. Yeah, because he gotcha. wants a lot of people to die. Yeah. Got it. But I have no idea, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they weren't there's very, the like, informative. Where, uh, they were one-word messages. Yeah, right, yeah. Right. and sometimes it didn't even make sense. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> There's uh, the one where it's in the egg, and then Chris Evans gets the egg. Yeah, which seems remarkable that he got that, yeah, that what one a egg. Coincidence. <laughs> what a little coincidence. Yeah. <laughs> what did the egg one say? It said blood, and that's when they started oh, shooting. Oh, right. That's so, like yeah, a, that a little, was a little too late. Yeah, at that <laughs> point. <laughs> I didn't really enjoy so at the end when he gave him another one of those messages he was like i wrote this one just now for you and oh, and yeah. then he gave it to him and he opens it up and it says train mm-hmm. i felt like that was supposed to be a big reveal of something and train meant nothing to me i like <laughs> yes yes we're on a train i don't <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, think it's he, supposed to be a cute little double entendre. It's like, we're on the train, but I want to train you oh. to take over. Oh. I like oh. that. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> there's one other thing that I wanted to say, which is there's that guy at the beginning who throws a shoe at the yellow lady. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, they freeze his arm. 
then they shatter it with a big hammer. That was crazy. That was crazy. That was crazy. Oh, yeah, that was insane. There were a lot of injuries in this movie that made me just super... <laughs> <laughs> I was just, like, wincing. I didn't like it. Yeah. There's, this is, the action in this is very, like, well-directed and creative. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. it was great. It was great. Like, when they go in the tunnel and it's all dark and they're all putting on night vision goggles and mm-hmm. they're fighting on the train car. Yeah, I like the, the men with the axes and stuff. They were scary. With the fifth <laughs> blood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Ew. Gross. <laughs> the amount of times I said ew while watching this movie yeah. would astound oh, you. So many. <laughs> <laughs> um. That's probably it, right? Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Do you guys have anything else to say about the plot before we move on? Not really. I don't think so. No. Um, I haven't tested out the theme songs and how they sound today, so maybe we'll just skip them, and because um, I don't want to hurt your ears or anything. So let's just move <laughs> on to the next segment of the show, which is the Bechdel test. Oh. I need to look that up. Yeah. Are you guys familiar with the Bechdel test? No. I am not. The Bechdel test is a test for like TV shows and movies, and it can only pass if there's a scene where two women talk to each other about something that's not a man. And a lot of things fail. Like I think the majority <laughs> of the things we do on this podcast fail the Bechdel test, and it's a problem. But we're going to see if Snowpiercer passed or not. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Um, it's apparently no. Yeah, it didn't because feel like it um, apparently it's they're dubious about it. On oh, IMDb. I love when they're dubious. I know it's always a no, though. I don't know why they're ever dubious. Um, it says Tanya and Mason are talking about Tanya's son, so they're like, he's should a, he should he really bubble. be counted because he's a tiny baby, <laughs> you know? But we're not gonna let him have it. No, I think there's a scene where Tilda Swinton is talking to all the people and she's giving her speech and then they're translating it into other languages and one of the interpreters is a woman Mm -hmm. and then she turns to her and is like we don't need that then she keeps giving a speech oh okay that shouldn't count though no it won't we're we're not very forgiving it's hardly a conversation right yeah (laughs) it was very (laughs) one-sided How many of these movies actually pass? Like, what's the ratio you guys usually get? Five percent, probably. Yeah, it feels very low. Yeah, yeah, it's. There, I know there's like a statistic out there. I feel like most of the movies them. that we watch are male-led, mm-hmm. um, majority male cast. Yeah. Um, there, flimsy female characters. <laughs> there, were, there are three we did in recent memory that have had probably less than two woman characters. Yeah. Wow. So shame on us, maybe. Yeah, I guess. But also, <laughs> but also so more importantly, cool. yeah, if these are famous movies. <laughs> huh. That's, that's in- interesting. Yeah, that is very interesting. Yeah. And it's an issue that we're going to raise awareness for, but not address in any way. I guess. Sure, yeah. <laughs> that's how we do problem. it. We don't have a solution, but it is a problem. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's move on to the next segment, which is highs and lows. Where we give our definitive highs and definitive lows of the movie. And we like to start with lows. Okay. Because we like to end on a high note. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. (laughs) So who wants to go first? I will go first. Great. Okay. (laughs) My low of the movie 
is when they open up that big cauldron and there's a bunch of bugs crawling around in there. I hate that. <laughs> okay, that's a good one. Um, I know mine too. I just thought of it. Okay, they asked um, for a violinist and that old man came up with his wife mm-hmm. and he's like, we'll both do it. And they were like, no, um, we'll just take you. Uh, and he was like, no, then we're not going to do it. And then they beat up the woman. And yeah. so she's like really bloody. And then there's just a shot of her where she's like all bloody and she's eating the, the protein bar. And it just made me really sad. Like I felt horrible for her. That's a good and low. And that's my low. That's a good low. Thank and, you. And it kind of ties in with my low because the protein bars are made out of the bugs. Which makes it sadder. <laughs> it's even sadder. Yeah. yeah. Um, you go next. Um, I think. Yeah, I'll go. I think. Um, well, I think my obvious low that everyone could guess is when they all freaking die at the end. But <laughs> my less obvious low is when they go into the bug, pro- or I'm going to call it the bug room, the protein block room. <laughs> and they talk to that guy that has, I don't, I can't remember how long they said he was in there, but like just how crazy he was from being alone for so long. Oh, yeah. I was just so yeah. sad for him. Yeah, and that he used to be their friend too. Yeah, he got taken. He yeah, reminded me of Kramer from Seinfeld. Why? How? <laughs> <laughs> he was just—I don't know. He just does. Okay. He has like strong Kramer energy that he's giving off. I did not get that at all. Oh well, agree to disagree. <laughs> <laughs> um, man, you guys had great lows. I don't have a great low. I think my low is a little more vague. I think my low is just a little bit more of lack of explanation like the clairvoyance thing like why was the guy in the suit so unstoppable stoppable why was he not dead mm, yeah um yeah i don't know maybe just the gaps that are in there would be yeah mellow. yeah because yeah. I, I was wondering about that too like why did why did they bring him back at the end yeah for right. what purpose yeah. <laughs> he's just gonna blow yeah, up i was done with him <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i'm sure there's some kind of metaphor there that we're missing but Probably. Metaphors are my low. I hate yeah. that shit. We don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, why don't we do highs? Okay. Mine's a vague high. Excellent. Yeah. So I just really liked all the all the twists that were there okay, in the movie. Yeah. Like, oh, uh, the protein bar, they're bugs. Mm-hmm. Oh, the train guy is in cahoots with the other guy. Um, He's oh. in caboose with the other guy. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's a little kid under the train. <laughs> yeah, so that's it. I just like good. that. Um, my high is... I think I might have two highs that I can't decide Uh-oh. on. Just say them both, I guess. First high is when he's got that big wheelbarrow full of eggs. And he takes a bunch of guns out of it. (laughs) Nice. That was very cool. And then the other high is Chris Evans' monologue at the end where he talks about eating people. Okay. Because that scene rocked. (laughs) (laughs) No, when when I saw it, I was like, okay, this is exposition, you know. This is a bunch of origin story kind of things here. But um, it's actually interesting to listen to it. And it feels like a powerful story. Sure, yeah. Agree. I know you guys don't believe me. We don't. (laughs) (laughs) I think my high is at the beginning when, so they have this whole plan to start moving to the front. And then 
they're all like standing there everyone's like yo chris evans we gotta go it's time it's time Mm -hmm. and i was like a little stressed like why isn't he moving why isn't he moving and then he went and it like worked and i think (laughs) that was my high of like i was like this is gonna happen this is exciting so i had like an early high in the beginning yeah Yeah, it was very tense yeah i like that too um my high literally happens right after that actually um and it's way more specific than my low but i i remember thinking so when they originally make that mad dash through the gates they built this tube right that they shove through a bunch of the gates to keep it open which one i thought that was a, a brilliant idea way to think ahead and then two it like just as a form of transportation struck me as genius because now you can have twice as many people moving through these gates because you can have the people running on top of the tube and have people crawling through the tube and so you could just pile more people in rather than just like single file running through these gates and i thought that was very yeah. ingenious and innovative and i liked it a lot yeah that was good that is good yeah brilliant i always think like if i was in that situation i couldn't do any of that i wouldn't no. think in that way yeah, I'd die pretty quickly. <laughs> um, I guess it's off-topic time. <laughs> yeah, um, Nick's favorite part. Yeah, we call this segment the kicker because we kick the listener with good content. <laughs> and, uh, so, Olivia, what you, is anything good? <laughs> oh, Nick, did you say you had something for this off-topic segment? Um. Yeah, I, I got some if you're ready for it. <laughs> oh, we're, we're ready. ready. I, We've been ready. Buckle up. <laughs> you actually might not enjoy <laughs> this, in. Michael, if you don't like metaphors. But <laughs> there, oh, you know how I am. There is an interesting theory circulating that Snowpiercer is a sequel to Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Oh, how? Oh, wait, <laughs> let me. <laughs> explain it to you. Tell us more. I'm going to do my best here. Um, I watched a lot of YouTube videos on it. (laughs) But (laughs) first of all, there's a lot of narrative parallels. I mean, that doesn't mean sequel necessarily, but there are a lot of narrative parallels where they're both like um, a group of people who are like grinding through life, um, make their way through this big environment uh, with a bunch of different rooms and the last person at the end uh, becomes the successor to the whole factory slash train. Ah. Oh. Uh-uh. Oh, that's interesting. So that's a narrative I thought this parallel. was going to be a stretch, but that's that's okay. Some of it yeah, I get definitely it. is. Some of it is <laughs> a huge stretch. <laughs> Some of it is not, though. Um, if you go back, and I'm just going to start throwing random stuff out there because I can't do it in order like they did, but if you go back and listen to the soundtracks of both, do you know, um, I mean, it's been a while since I've seen Willy Wonka, but the main theme of Willy Wonka is actually in a bunch of scenes of Snowpiercer. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, that final um, music theme at the end of Willy Wonka is also at the very end of Snowpiercer where they step out into the snow. Um, they have different variations oh. of the song in different scenes, um, and especially like big dramatic scenes, they have it. 
Um, so that's kind of interesting. Um, the, the whole theory is that Charlie takes over the factory and he is the apprentice of Willy Wonka and then he grows up to take over the factory and he adopts um, Willy's name, calls himself Wilford and still brands everything with a W, which is why there's a W all over the train. Because it's interesting, it's not just food and candy, although food is a big part of Snowpiercer and it's also a big part of Willy Wonka. Um, But it's not just that, that Willy Wonka is into creating. He also makes really inventive forms of transportation. He's got the chocolate boat. He's got the glass elevator that flies. He's got um, this motorized smoke bicycle thing they ride around. Um, So transportation is is something he's really into as well as candy. Um, Also, there's a forgotten scene in the beginning of Willy Wonka where um, Charlie is in school and they're doing a chemistry experiment uh, Charlie and his teacher and um, they do it and the teacher's like this is how you uh, mix these chemicals together to make um, the most potent wart removal and um, does anybody know how you remove warts? You freeze. You them. freeze them. Oh. <laughs> exactly. Wow. So, the theory is Charlie has a background in chemistry, and to combat <laughs> climate change, um, he created the compound CW7, which severely cooled down the Earth, and he knew it would do that um, to like too big of an extent. So then he created this train to house everybody on after they administered the CW7. Um, There's also little things like there's another school scene in William Wonka where they talk all about percentages and percentages are a big part of Snowpiercer because it's all about, okay, you know, what's the percent of people who need to die? It's 74%. What percent are we at now? So percentages keep coming up. What else do they talk about? They talk about, okay, here's a big question. If it's a sequel to Willy Wonka, where are the Oompa Loompas? Can I guess? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> are they those little kids in the train? Yes. I mean, yes and no. Like, <laughs> they are Wilford. Well, this is this is the theory. Wilford um, says at the end there was a piece of equipment that's gone extinct, and now I have to oh run the train God. manually. <laughs> so, and he also says the only. Only a small-sized person can fit down there to run the train. So when Oompa Loompas, for whatever reason, maybe there's no... I don't think there's a single female Oompa Loompa in Willy Wonka. um, But for whatever reason, they can't reproduce Oompa Loompas. So when they run out, the only thing close to Oompa Loompa's size are children. So then he has to start using the children to run the train. Wow. Um, Wow. Yeah, and there's other, like... There is a... Oh, you got more? I got tons more. I said buckle up. <laughs> there, oh, I don't no. remember his name, but there's also a spy in Willy Wonka. He wears a suit, um, and he, but he works with Willy. Um, I don't remember his name, but there's a theory that um, Gillian 
is him, but like, you know, obviously years later. So he's super old now. So um, there's that. There's like, remember the egg room in Willy Wonka? They had the the good eggs and bad eggs. Uh, oh, yeah. Vaguely, but yes. So eggs were a big part of Snowpiercer. And also, um, shoot, I forgot the girl's name, but one of the girls in Willy Wonka stood on the scale, the egg scale, and then got dropped down and disappeared, right? Yeah. So the mm-hmm. theory is that she is now also grown up and is the... Uh, the one they, the lady they the take yellow. hostage, uh, the, the one that goes into Tilda. the class, yeah, the oh, school oh, car okay. with them. Mm. Um, there's wow. that. There's a theory that um, Mike, Mike TV, Mike from TV, the little kid in Willy Wonka who's like the Western kid. He's got the gun that he oh, carries yeah. around. Um, that he is the guy in the suit with the gun who's the little assassin. There was one more. I can't remember it. But uh, I think the girl who eats her, eat, licks the blood in Snowpiercer. You remember that? She's the, the pantsuit girl. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a theory that um, she is the daughter of Augustus Gloop. Because in Willy Wonka, Augustus Gloop um, is seen licking his own blood or eating his own blood. Ew. Um, Ew. Gross. So, yeah. I didn't know that happened. Yeah, I don't remember yeah. that. Why is he bleeding? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, you got the messages in the food in Snowpiercer and the golden tickets were in the chocolate in Willy Wonka. Um, mm. And then you got um, the the drug, the hallucinogenic drug that blows up in Snowpiercer and there's a, a candy um, called the exploding gum for your enemies in Willy Wonka. Um, so that kind of foreshadows that a little bit too. I don't know. So there's a bunch of little things that are definitely interesting. Some of them are a stretch, but, um, some of it's pretty interesting. It's an interesting But theory. what you're saying is they completely ripped off Willy Wonka. Yeah. It seems like they sucks, completely you know? copied it. Uh, yeah, that's kind of where I fall. It less a sequel, more of just a narrative parallel. <laughs> that's how I, I feel that. too. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, it's interesting. Wow. You can go that's watch like, some YouTube uh, videos on it. It's pretty good. The yeah, music thing so is really cool. interesting. Also, it ends um, the same way, kind of like with Hope. You know, kids, the idea of Willy Wonka is kids are supposed to carry on. And yeah. same with Snowpiercer. Um, there's also a video on YouTube um, about how Snowpiercer came about because Willy Wonka went severely in debt from OSHA violations in his factory. <laughs> and so he just passed it on to Charlie to get out of it. <laughs> Some people have like too much time on their hands yeah. to yeah. come up with these conspiracies. It's a crazy video. They would go through the movie and they would literally pull up like the actual sightings from OSHA and then relate them to the movie. It was a little, a little far-fetched, but interesting nonetheless. <laughs> That's great. So that's wow, my tangent. Like that. Me yeah, too. that's my kicker. Wow. That was... <laughs> it's better than any of ours have ever been. Yeah, we've been kicked. <laughs> <laughs> we've been kicked. <laughs> uh, leave it to you, Nick, to like watch a YouTube video and then fall down a hole and watch 12 more. That's very oh, yeah. podcast. There's, there's like about eight of them saved to my watch later playlist. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, pretty interesting. That's all I got, though, for so. 
That was more than enough, I think. That yeah, was... I'm just still in awe over yeah. here. <laughs> Some things like, I forgot this one. This one it was probably the most of a stretch, but in the beginning, um, people are calling out Curtis's name. And mm-hmm. um, when you first meet Curtis and someone says his name, there's a bucket above his head. <laughs> and in Willy Wonka, his name is Charlie Buckets. Um, oh. So, oh god so there's an o <laughs> right, to that. now you're just really looking for confirm. something confirm yeah. <laughs> well there's, there's, there's mo- these are yeah, the stretch that seals ones the deal. When, when Charlie very first <laughs> the very first time he meets Willy Wonka he's wearing a red scarf and the very first oh, time god. Curtis meets Wilford there is a faded scarf on the shelf in the background um, <laughs> oh my god wow <laughs> Is there like any director or producers that are the same? No. <laughs> That's it. Nobody just knows. no. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> one was made in '71. This one was made in 2014. So they probably weren't alive. Yeah, yeah. probably not. Oh, the last one is that Wilford calls Curtis uh, "my dear boy," and then Willy Wonka calls Charlie "my dear boy" as well. So there's that. <laughs> So this is kind of like how um, Fifty Shades of Grey was like a Twilight fandom kind of thing. Yeah. That got turned into a movie. You're I think right. Yes. This was like, yeah, Willy Wonka fan fiction yeah. became a movie. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense to me. I like how you added this apocalyptic train to my Willy Wonka story. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. At first, when we were talking about picking a movie, Nick was like, oh, Snowpiercer's kind of cool because of the Willy Wonka like parallels. And I was like, sure, whatever. That sounds fun. I watch it and I'm like, there was no candy. There was no fun. And everybody died. (laughs) So like now that you read all those things, like sure, but like very much a stretch. Very much a stretch. But if you go back and watch it again, it's Willy Wonka. (laughs) It's funny that that was like the main reason you picked the movie. <laughs> I did. I, I honestly picked it because I thought that would be interesting to talk about. It's the Willy Wonka thing. Because I was, my original pick was John Wick. Because I've been wanting to see that movie for a very long time, but haven't seen it yet. But uh, I couldn't bypass the Wonka Piercer theory. Oh, you don't know <laughs> yeah. about how John Wick is actually Willy Wonka's kid? <laughs> <laughs> All oh, movies are just sources from Willy Wonka. <laughs> <laughs> that that's probably it. Right? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> that seems like a we good can't really end. top that. <laughs> I know I have nothing to say. I have nothing insightful. There was so much research. Yeah, I suppose. I think you're the most prepared anyone's ever been for our podcast. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> got to set the standard. <laughs> I should have taken notes. I would would have been more prepared. Ah. Oh. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> Here, even back out with the rest of our guests. <laughs> um, so why don't you tell us where we can find you and your podcast? Uh, On yeah. social media. That's all you. Uh... <laughs> I, I can do that. Um, so we're on Twitter at the underscore podcafe. And then you can listen to our podcast on basically anywhere. Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes, all the places. Libsyn. But 
yeah, we're we're big on the Twitter in the Twitter game. Yeah, we love your podcast. It's actually quite good. We do. They would Thank recommend you. it to all of our listeners. It's yeah. funny because I was listening. I was like, "Wow, they rebranded like four times." Oh and yeah. We also did the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> we it's have been a long comment. year. <laughs> yeah, I'm into not um, hiding that too. Like, you might as well just be honest about it. <laughs> Yeah, like it took us a while to figure it out. Let's just let everyone know that we're still figuring it out. Somebody in Georgia <laughs> told me their favorite episode of ours was when we were rebranding the first time and trying to figure out a system of rating podcasts. And he, he said oh, he yeah. was dying. He said it we was, were just sitting there talking about how to do yeah, it. He said you guys were just like, what do you think? I mean, do you think that's a good system? And he's like, I just love the honesty. And it was funny. So I don't know. Record everything. <laughs> I liked how you always gave like pretty much every podcast like at least an eight point five or a nine out of ten. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, yeah, we were we were pretty lean. There's not a lot of podcasts that I don't like, except I think there was one. I'll, you know, the best thing was that all of our opinions were very opposite. Podcast Nick loved, I like hated, <laughs> and yet we usually came out to about the same rating, regardless. <laughs> Yeah, because <laughs> you would just be so hard on the production, and I would be like, I don't know the difference. Everything sounds nice. Yeah. Uh, what would you rate this podcast experience? Oh, uh, 11 oh. out of 10. <gasps> ah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> off the charts. We're this has been fun. <laughs> wow. Then they turn off the mics and like, that fucking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> One out of 10. <laughs> Deleted scenes. I've never given a zero before, but... <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, well, thank you guys for being on. This was oh, thank yeah. you for having us. It was. Absolutely. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at Show Us Later. You can follow Olivia on Twitter at not Olivia Baker. And you can follow Michael on Twitter at Michael Baker 111. Oh, yeah. We're family, too. Oh, did we not tell them that? We should have started with that. Oh, that's that's fun. Man, I just, yeah. That would have been so nice. Yeah, we're cousins. Oh, Oh, that's so fun. We should have you guys on sometime, too. Oh, Oh. we would love that. We would love that so much. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We're just so starstruck. Get out of here. Your audio sounds so much better than it ours. It does. All the time. Yours sounds so nice. <laughs> oh, thank you. I appreciate that. It's Nick. I do nothing. I record <laughs> it and then I send it to Nick and then he makes the magic happen. Mm, sounds familiar. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, we'll we might have to get you guys back on at some yeah, point. Yeah, this has sure. been great. This was a good time. I love having an excuse to drink coffee. Yeah. <laughs> You'll have to try that electric buzz next time. Oh, right. Yeah, try <laughs> the electric buzz. <laughs> Specifically, like right before you guys record your next show. Oh, yeah. that would be so bad. <laughs> we have to. We do just it. did one. The day I drank five cups of coffee and had no food, we recorded a podcast immediately after. I don't yeah. remember any of it, but it felt like the worst experience of my right. life. Right. You were being very uh, mean. <laughs> I was <laughs> so angry. Yeah, you were mean. being very aggressive. <laughs> Oh, so yeah, let's do that for the next one. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thank you guys. Um, This has been amazing and we will catch you on the flip side, right? Yeah. All right. All right.
All right, I'll see you. You guys have a good day. Yeah, you too. You too. Your cool dead shine All the dumb drums miles behind